after a disturbing encounter with old enemies, the Rift Wardens, the group debated whether they should abandon their current stronghold and go somewhere else, or stay and dig in. Luna, however, presented the opportunity to move the entirety of their operation elsewhere. Though Leirotz was stubborn, perhaps to a fault, in the end, reason won through, and Luna, not giving anyone else much of a choice, transported the entire tavern to the other side of the fell, back in human lands, southeast of the city known as Bastion. Now, with snow sprinkling outside, and Lairotz having to now accept this new reality, Luna goes to the stairs leading down to the cellar, indicating for all those who wish to follow her to conquer the next Valor aspect to come along. Lerot's still standing next to the door, seeing Luna motioning, says, Now, you mean to tell me that you can transport me halfway across the world, and you expect me to follow you down there? No, I say, I will clean up this place, and I will find myself some customers, and then we will talk about any future adventures. <laughs> and he sort of grumbles, and he throws on a cloak, grumbling, and he's, like, walking outside. He's, like, going to go check out and see what's happening checking out the new t- area that it's on, and he has just left the party to do what they will. Before he gets too far away from me, can I cast Seeming on him so he looks like a freaking human? I, You you may, yes. And Kelniace also, as Leirotz is throwing on this cloak, she just flicks at her ears, and she's like, make sure you get those. Yeah. <laughs> Leirotz pulls up his hood anyways, because he's trying to be like his version of stealthy, which is not at all. So what is your what is your Seeming effect due to Leirotz, Laurel? Oh, he just, he looks like himself, but human. I'm, I, Val is very careful with illusions so that, like, if anyone were to interact or touch Larotes, they wouldn't pass through it. So, he, he is him, but human colored. Perfect. Kalniace gives a light chuckle as she sees Larotes change and storm outside and then cocks her head toward the stairs and goes down where Luna went. I, 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 well, here's a question for the DM. I don't know why I'm doing my accent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I took five strain and I have a negative two to wisdom saves. Is that still applicable to me right now? No, your your negative two was healed with your minor wound. Okay. Your strain will recover as you rest. Okay, cool. Just chucking out spell slots left and right. Good thing I'm an it. Oh, boy. I'm not tapped. We can go. I can fight. As Rolander follows Luna down the stairs, he comments to her, well, you missed a bit of fun while you were gone, but what have you been doing? Any updates? Searching. I figured it would be a good idea to start with, well, those Valors that you had already interacted with. So, our next target, after Batahan, is Nakhmatera, as you probably learned her name or Namarta in the common human tongue. Very well. This being that you'll be encountering, they call it the Voiceless Herald. Very little is known. I could dig up even fewer things other than its location. However, Namarta, being the Valor of forbidden knowledge, I suspect has some elder secrets implanted within this Herald of hers. How those will manifest themselves, I cannot predict. But steal your minds. I do not think this will be a traditional battle. Yes, I remember there was a series of 
riddles and such that, well, fortunately we had Efron with us last time. He was able to crack the code rather quickly. Hopefully if anything tricky comes our way, he can do the same. And he kind of gives Efron a quick smile. And Efron gives him finger guns. Is everyone else uh, following Luna and Rolandia? Yeah. So then by this point, as you glance over your shoulder and give Efron a nice little nod, you've reached this nexus once more that's been created underground. These pillars and obelisks and stone altars stand at the ready. The runes lie dormant. But as Luna approaches the main altar and lays out new materials different from the ones she had before, other inscriptions, stones, a bright crystal of some sort that none of you actually recognize. She begins a low chant, and these runes once more shift and alight. And then in the middle of the room, a sort of pool begins to expand. It stops at about 15 feet in diameter. It is rippling in its surface like water, seeming to reflect a black, starry sky. Quick question for Landir. Are you wearing the armor that I gave you? Uh, yes, yes. Did you say that this pool, like, it expanded past where we are already standing, so it's like we're in it, or it's just there and we have... No, okay. it's just there in the middle. Take a plunge. What are we waiting for? Do you guys like his overconfidence? <laughs> <laughs> we're all just p- pitching a case for our, our vices now. <laughs> Th- that that does not earn you inspiration. No, I didn't, I didn't think it would. <laughs> I, think, I think we should move the tavern, and Franz is like, well, I don't really care one way or the other. So, have we all agreed that we're taking the plunge in the pool? Yeah, Val does want to do something before we do that, though, if I can really fast. Put so. on a bathing suit. Yeah. <laughs> No, I want to, I want to, she hasn't been around in a while. I want to summon the Archbishop and um, send her after LaRotes to keep him company. <laughs> That's so sweet. Very nice. And then everyone steps into the pool? Yes. 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 Yep. Yes, There's only about an inch of water, honestly, as you are standing on this starry night below you. Luna's low chanting still echoing off these stone walls of this massive chamber. And then you begin to sink, slowly, vertically, just down into the water. And as it passes your waist, then your chest, and finally encompassing your head, you find yourselves floating, though there's nothing around you but the night. And as you continue to fall, slowly, very slowly it feels, as you feel no resistance from wind or anything on your arms as you move about, you see a lit platform of stone coming to meet you. And as you touch down very, very softly upon it, you see that it's a disc, only a hundred feet in diameter, covered in markings and such, in a language that I think only a couple of you know. Urveil. Yes, the sanguine tongue. Rolandier knows that like the back of his hand. (laughs) So yes. You see different runes and inscriptions in very old Urvale. Touching down, Rolandir takes a brief look around his surroundings, and then noticing these markings, begins to examine them. Why don't you roll a history check for me? Sixteen. Uh, As you read the first inscription, sounding it out, and it's, it's a little difficult just because it is an older tongue. 
but the words you come across are, The Herald cannot see, the Herald sees all. Well, there's the Herald Luna was speaking of. Riddles again. Then we are in the right place. Pointing towards one of these symbols that's situated near Efron's foot, Rolander asks, Efron, what does that one say? History check, please. An 18. Nice. The Herald has no tongue. The Herald speaks for us all. Quite appropriate for the voiceless Herald, if you ask me. So, the Herald cannot see, yet it sees all. The Herald cannot speak, yet it speaks for all. Hmm. Perhaps the Herald is not one, but many. Rolandir, do you remember the last time that we were here? We met a group of sanguines who lived in a valley, and they could not live here. Perhaps this riddle means that they are all somehow connected to Nakmatera. Perhaps it would be in line with what I believe is some basic sanguine theology, but let's keep looking perhaps. Are there any more symbols on the ground? Plenty. <laughs> Good. Uh, Rolander's going to pick two or three and just try to go through and see what he can find. Actually, there's there's really only six of them okay. arranged in sort of a pinwheel of patterns around a center etching that contains nothing. Then, just for mechanical purposes, can me and or Noah or both do just do the equivalent of four history checks to see if we can read the rest? <laughs> Go for it. All right. You want to take two, Noah? Sure. Okay, well, I don't think that one worked. That one did. Uh, 19 and 4. So with <laughs> your 4 as you're reading along, it honestly doesn't make much sense, and you're inclined to move to the next one. Efron rolled a nat 20 and got an 8 for the other one. Man. <laughs> Some real highs and lows. It's hard reading languages. <laughs> So as you read your your first one, it too doesn't make much grammatical or linguistical sense in any way, shape, or form, and you're inclined to also move on to the next one. This one here. The Herald has no heart. The blood of the Herald runs in all of Nakamatera's children. Interesting. Does go along further with what you had suggested earlier, Fran. This one here says, The Herald is cursed. The Herald is freed by the curse. I don't know about you, but the more we read, the more I feel like it is perhaps specifically those people that we had met previously. Although, we do have limited information, I'm not sure. Perhaps we must free them from the valley. If I recall correctly, the last time we were here, they said that they were trapped here, and the only thing, the only hope they had of escape was Eamon, which we now have. Well, and kind of taking a look around this disc, is it like just floating in space or does it kind of is it like a stone platform amidst a field or something that they can walk out into no it's a it's a stone platform and as you you could walk to the edge and it seems to extend down just infinitely into the darkness before running out of your vision you can continue to if you'd like try to decipher the other two runic messages sure let's go for it I'll take a look at the one that Reese was, that Rolandier <laughs> was looking at. And I'll take a look at the one that Efron was looking at. Ah, uh, 16 again. I got an 18. So Rolandier is able to read his first. Ah, Efron, th this is what you meant to say last time. It's, the Herald calls us all, the Herald's call 
must be answered. Well, Relandir, perhaps you should try to study a little harder. This was simple to translate. The Herald speaks from the Void. The Void is beyond us. Has anybody examined the middle or no? Or does that even need to be? No, nothing. Nothing is in the middle. It's it's blank. It's very smooth stone. Can I investigate, like, the disc? Anything in particular you're looking for? I mean, my passive investigation is a 24 now, so I'm just kind of always investigating. Val's eyes are just, like, shifty everywhere. <laughs> yeah, Val, Val's very anxious, and his anxiety has only been, like, compounded by you all. Um... <laughs> I'm trying to think if there would be something specific. I think he would look for anything that would, like, potentially be, like, require activation or, like, movement, I guess. Like, is there any sort of kinetic aspect to this disc? Yeah, I think that that's definitely something you can figure out by just walking around. No, it does not seem like this platform is able to be moved. As I said, if you if you were to peer off the edge, it would just extend forever into the deep down darkness. Yeah, and there aren't. It doesn't have any moving pieces. It does not seem so. Okay. Is that all that's in the room? Is literally the disc, and we can't see anything else, or you still see the starry night all around you? Yes. Okay. Cool. Would Brynir? Would they have told Brynir that it was Orvale? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I like. I'm assuming that everybody at least is now aware that it's the Sanguine language. Well, if you what you say is true then maybe it'd be best to go talk to these Sanguine people. Maybe they wrote this. How are we intended to get to them? I don't know. I've never been here before. <laughs> Neither have I. Now, this might sound silly, but uh, I wouldn't be the first silly idea I've had, am I right? <laughs> but there's six of us, aren't there? And there's six symbols. Why don't all of us stand on one? Perhaps it's worth a shot. I mean, I don't think... At least I can't see any particular rhyme or reason as to who stands where, but sure. And Rolander goes and stands on one of the symbols. And Mick does as such, too. Kalnius throws up her arms and does the same. <laughs> Efron does as well. Thou will go stand on a symbol. And then Brynir will go stand on the last symbol. As you each do, the stars begin to take on a reddish hue as the symbols beneath your feet also alight in a deep red. All of you take six points of damage uh -oh. as <laughs> small spines stab into the soles of your feet through whatever boots and wrappings you may have, and a line of your blood begins to fill the etching beneath you and then follow the path into the middle circle where it all meets and coagulates in this disc etching that outlines this smooth stone circle. And the smooth stone begins to take on a glassy texture, reflective, similar to the pool that you stepped in to arrive here. And then the stars fade back to their normal colors. Okay, so has everything kind of simmered back down? It's just that it punctured our feet and now blood has gone out. Yep. Rolander is going to now examine... He quickly stepped off as soon as it was punctured and some blood came out, but now he's going to examine what the symbols look like now. Oh, they're exactly the same. They're, I mean, there's like flecks of blood that were left behind as your blood drained along these pathways. But other than that, nothing has changed besides the middle circle of the platform. Now seeing this, 
Rolandier is going to take a quick glance around at the others and take a step into this newly reflective center pool. As you take a step in, your foot immediately goes down like a good two feet. Like, you know, when you're walking like in the ocean <laughs> and you step off the, the edge. <laughs> That's what kind of happens to Rolandier. For all intents and purposes, he kind of falls on his face or down, whatever it is. Yeah, as you fall forward into it, your other leg enters, knee first, and then you go completely through and you're gone. Yikes. Brynjir immediately follows. Swan dive. (laughs) (laughs) So to then the three others that remain with the frond, he says, Okay. I would just like to remind everybody remaining that Namarta or Nakmatera, whichever you prefer, is the Valor of forbidden knowledge and the void. So you may see some unseemly things. As Luna said, steal your minds. And perhaps it is best not to try to obtain certain pieces of knowledge, no matter how tempting they may be. Understood. And he said that looking like at Val. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) As he should. (laughs) And with that, Fran gives everybody a nod and hops into the pool. Val will follow. Kelny Ace dives in. And Mick as well. As everyone respectively appears, this time it's definitely water. And you go down into it, whether you were prepared for water or not. And then all of a sudden you are just thrown back up. Starting with Rolandir, as you are just blown out of this pool back onto hard stone beneath you, coughing and sputtering up water. Looking around, you seem to be in, in the exact same place you just were. However, you're roll, you have rolled to the near edge of the platform. And in the middle of the platform now, where you just seconds ago arrived from, is a figure in a robe of pure white silk. Hood drawn, head down. You cannot see their features. Their hands clasped together in front of them under the folds of this long robe. Relander's going to kind of gather himself and begin slowly, cautiously approaching this figure, but he probably won't have a complete amount of time before the others show up. As you do, take a few steps forward. Your vision begins to shimmer. You see double, triple even, as everything is duplicated in your sight, just at the edges. The rest is a blur as it begins to shake and move, not change in any way, but just be disturbed. The figure starts to stand. Do you continue to walk toward it? Uh, you bet your bottom I do. As you take another step forward, your vision breaks even further, as if the very surface of your eyes were glass that suddenly shatters, as cracks appear in your very sight, as this individual turns and looks at you. The face under the hood is completely blank. Though it appears human, there are no physical features. How close am I? 30 feet. Rolander's going to speak to it, attempt to speak to it, in... Vale. As you begin to speak, you know that thing that when you hear your own voice, like a certain time right after you speak, you can't talk? 
like straight. It, yeah, it, it like totally throws you off. Uh huh. That's what's happening when you open your mouth and talk. Oh yeah. Then he's just going to pause for a moment and try to refocus his senses. All right. Why don't you roll a Constitution saving throw? No, roll a Wisdom saving throw, as then everyone else appears thrown from this inky sky around you to the edges of this platform as well. Again, identical to the one where you just left, as you all roll to a stop right at the edge of the platform. So everybody else sees the figure as well? Yes, except for all of you, Kelnies, Brynjir, Val, Mick, and Efron, the figure is still kneeling. Can they Can they see me? They can see you. And we see that he's, like, closer to the figure? Yes. 20 feet closer than you all are. You're all 50 feet away. Efron's going to approach slowly and cautiously. How far do you move? I move about the same distance as Rolandir. As you get to about 40 feet away from the figure, your vision, too, begins to shimmer. Everything seems to move in and out of its place, uh, even Rolandir. The stars in the sky seem to shift in their parallax as you look around. Strange strings of their clones stretched out to infinity, fading into nothing. I don't know if this makes a huge difference, but Brynir would have moved forward at the same time as Efron, having come through the portal at the same time. Um, are we, how are you guys reacting to this? Like, are we seeing you guys be like, huh? or are you like totally chill about it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually not our vision. It's our, it's our head, like, moving <laughs> back. And oh, what is happening? There's so many of them. <laughs> I don't know. You just see one of them, like, take a big old drag on a blunt. <laughs> you guys seeing this? <laughs> I will say, um. For Efron and Brynir, as you are experiencing this as well, the figure has stood up for you. Efron's going to try to say something to the others. Brynir, Rolandir, are you seeing what I am seeing? Brynir can hear you. Kelnies, Mick, and Val can hear you. Rolandir cannot. I don't know. What are you seeing? My vision is uh, fractured. M mine is not. I don't see anything different. Kelnius stands, looking around. Mine neither. It only started as I moved closer to this being. Same with mine. Is the being standing for you now? Yes, it is. To me, he is still kneeling. Same. Perhaps you should move forward. Perhaps you should move backward. Rolandir, Godborn. Here, here's a stick. Throw it at him. <laughs> Why do you have a stick? I always like to keep my knapsack on me. Is that a problem? Uh, no, it, uh, <laughs> do as you like, I suppose. So, Rolandir, what is the result of your saving throw? 21. You look at the heralds, and its face begins to ripple like water. And then emerging from that water is another face that takes the place of this blank slate. It's not a face you recognize. It's just... Someone. Could be anyone. It blinks its silvery eyes for a second, and then looks at you, and in a voice that is as fractured as the world you see around you, it says, Godborn, you have come 
for knowledge. Again, Relander is going to try to speak, and he's going to say, "Yes." Then step closer. I don't know if this will make a difference. Not having heard a response from Landir, Brynir would have gone to go grab him to get his attention. As you try, you can only move in a straight line from your point of entrance to the figure. You are not able to deviate from that path as you struggle even to, to move your feet in a different direction. You find you can take a step back, but you cannot step to the side. Brynir goes for it. He pushes forward. So you take you, you go another 10 feet or so? However much he can move. Your, at this point, your vision shatters, and the figure now looks at you. You have these cracks along your eyesight, little black floating dots clouding the edges, and this faceless figure faces you. Uh, what does Rolandir do after this response that he got? He's going to close his eyes and walk forward. You close your eyes and nothing changes. I don't care for that. You feel your eyelids sliding over your eyeballs, but nothing changes. And then you step forward. Yep. The cracks in the center of your vision begin to clear, though this tunnel vision seems to increase as you take another few steps. For all but Brynir, as Rolandir moves further, he disappears. Great. Alarmed at this, Ifran is going to draw Imen and move forward. Then at this point for Ifran, the same phenomenon with your vision happens as just happened with Brynir. And the figure standing faces you, its blank face revealed. Kelniace looks out at Mick and Val and... Like, um, <laughs> what is going on? I think your guess is as good as mine, honestly. I can't move, like, around anywhere. And she takes a couple steps forward and then a couple steps back. She's like, this is it. I can't even turn. What the? Let me try. One foot in front of the other. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, Mick is like... <laughs> The same thing! (laughs) (laughs) Should we press forwards then, or not? Well, our good friend Rilandia just disappeared. Oh, I should have mentioned, um, as Efron took another step forward then to be on the same plane as Brynir, Rilandia reappeared. Oh, we can't see him though. Right. Brynir's intention is to keep going until he can finally do something. He realizes that he can't turn. He couldn't go to Rolander like he had planned. So the only real way for him to go is forward. As you attempt to move forward once more, the figure then speaks. Brynir, son of Halvor. As its face then ripples and appears, do you come seeking knowledge? No, not particularly. I seek to protect the one I have been assigned to protect. Will knowledge not serve as a weapon, then? I am the weapon. And what is the bulwark? Me as well. (laughs) (laughs) Your overconfidence betrays you. How so? Surely you know that you alone 
cannot protect all that you set out to do. You have experienced this. Yes, one might say I have. And why does that matter? What you have gained in experience, you have not gained in knowledge. For though you have learned, you yet lack. But can't I learn from those around me? Of course. Mentors, masters, teachers, all. But there is a well beyond your grasp that is offered here. Is that where the Godborn is going? The figure just gestures to Relandir, who is closer to it than you are. Then yes, I I seek knowledge then. Then step forward, son of Halvor. And you are able to move again. And Brynir does so. And the same thing happens. The cracks in your vision begin to dissipate, disappear in the center, but the sensation of tunnel vision increases as your sight becomes not only encompassed by shadow, but more distant, as if on a screen slightly projected beyond where it should be. Kalnias is not moving. Kalnias is staying put, and she looks at Mick, and she looks at Val, and she says, I sense something terrible, and I don't know. I'm not going to move. I'm staying put right here. Can Efron still hear them? Efron cannot hear them. Efron will also move forward, imminent in hand. You try, but you are stopped. Your your body unable to move, and the figure turns toward you. Same effects as before, the face appearing, nondescript man, and it asks, Efron, son of the Emir, son of the road, do you come seeking knowledge? I believe you know why I am here, Efron says, gesturing to Imen. What knowledge would you seek? What knowledge would you offer me? Surely not anything that would trap me here, such as those poor souls that have looked upon the void, looked upon the knowledge that you have given, and are now stuck in a valley on this plain. You believe knowledge is a chain? A prison? I believe once you know the truth, you must abide by it. Some doors cannot be closed once opened. Whether that be for good or bad is not for me to decide. Then what do you seek? I seek for peace. I seek to end this conspiracy that the Valors have begun to bring about. That is what I seek. Then it is knowledge you require, is it not? For you yourself, your mind, obfuscated by the forces at work around you, you have been called upon in a great game beyond your understanding. And as a pawn, you have acted. This is your prison, not knowledge. Would knowledge not be the key to free you from this predicament? Would knowledge free me? I already know that I am a pawn. Would knowing that, would realizing that, suddenly give me power over my situation? I think not. This is knowledge you already possess. I offer knowledge you are yet to possess. And will this knowledge bind me to this place? Or is that something you are not willing to tell me? I have told you already. Knowledge sets you free. Yes, we shall see about that. And Fran takes a reluctant step forward. Same thing. Upon seeing three of our compatriots go forward, and I, uh, Mick turns to Kelnies and Val goes, Well, Kelnies, Val, it seems that the only way back is forward. And... Mick turns, uh, or I guess he doesn't really turn around. Well, turns around and starts to walk forward. 
as far as you can. You betcha. And then, Mick, as your vision breaks, you disappear from Val and Kelnias' sight. Val. Okay, um, I would like to cast a message on the figure. And um, in my, my most polite little noble-born boy way, <laughs> say, Hello, would it be possible for me to talk to you like this from here? Laurel, can you roll a constitution saving throw and a wisdom saving throw? Yeah, I'm going to get my butt kicked. Sure. <laughs> okay, constitution first. Ooh, pretty good. 21. Great. Wisdom. That is a critical fail. All right. <laughs> do you have any inspiration? Reroll that. Oh, I do have inspiration. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Boise. Okay, here we go. Whew, God bless. That was caught. Oh, it wasn't great. 13. This doesn't physically rack your body, but in your mind, you receive an immediate answer in the form of a cacophonous scream echoing all around you, bouncing off the very surface and insides of your skull that seems to reverberate endlessly in your mind. This scream that devolves into a chant and then a beating of drums and metal and stone and then an eruption of sound as your mind shatters. 